Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. Out, it, it would take Big Ron to, to, to offer that settlement. Go ahead. You got one more thing to say? Well, okay. I mean, it would be the same thing if you go to New York. If you go to New York. He, he, no, he's battling against the Yankees, the Jets, the Giants, Jay-Z. It's enough room in New York for him, though. It's a lot of room. I it's think he a room a fit in when he went. Right now, LeBron needs titles. <laughs> You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Bole, Ray Jeezy, Will T, and we are part of Amplifier Media. That's AmplifierMedia.com. That was the homie Ron. Uh, today's like the anniversary of Ron's death. Ron uh, passed nine years ago to this day. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to play that clip just so y'all, y'all can hear the voice. When you, when you hear us say, lead us out, big homie, we talking about Mega. Ray, Will T, what's good? What's up, man? What's going on, man? That clip is, is you know, nostalgia. Interesting to think it's, about that. I'm going to take a positive stance, you know what I mean? It's been a long time. It's yeah. been a blessing to celebrate Ron. And this show... Is an opportunity for us to create a legacy, Facts, man. man. That's crazy. Man. We have so much recorded content everywhere, both video, except for Will. <laughs> uh, but Will, you got audio. But I mean, real talk. Yeah, real talk. Uh, our voices will <clears throat> always live on because of this platform. So that's that's crazy to think about it like that. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. you 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 know, in this day and age where a lot of people are going viral or they're you know, um, I guess. Um, broadening their platform, you know, with their, their voice on various platforms, you know, we've stayed local, we've stayed us, and, you know, we've got content on content on content. So yeah, man. It's dope. It is, man. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to share, like, a story about Ron. I think it's like, it's, it's a day to celebrate, you know what I'm saying? Because we did it, we had an opportunity. That that day was a sad day, but in, over the years, it's a day to celebrate and talk about the dude, you know what I'm saying? Um like, the funniest thing about Ron to me, right, it was like, this dude, we all play fantasy baseball, fantasy football and whatnot. And I've never seen a dude so prepared for fantasy football, but, like, lose every year, though. Didn't win a championship. <laughs> like, he you had know, a notebook. He had a notebook. We would be in Buffalo Wild Wings. Bama had a notebook. Yeah. Notes. You know what I'm saying? You would think this dude was, like. Sitting off by himself, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> I'm trying, what, what's a GOAT coach? I'm trying to think of one of them GOAT prepared coaches, like. That you would just Coach think about Coach K or a uh, a uh, Belichick or something, right? And you would like if you looked at Ron from distance, you would think Ron have like titles, bro. Like he would have banners of fantasy. Football. He was like Larry Brown. That's a good one. He bro. run he won every now and again, but his attention to detail was amazing. Uh, Bayheim, people like that who didn't win often, but you knew they were great. Yeah. Uh, and he was humble, yeah. but he was somebody that was fun to compete against. Yeah, he was man. And not Ashton. He, he didn't talk a lot of trash. I brought yeah. the story up last time we celebrated him. I brought the story of how I came back to school, UMES, to watch the Falcons-Redskins game with you guys. And he didn't come out the room the entire game until the Redskins went and said, hey, welcome back. <laughs> and I was like, really? Like, okay, now you're going to say something. I'm about to roll out. But, yeah, good dude, good brother. And it's a blessing to be able to just hear his voice and 
the fact that it was part of this platform is, like I said, it's dope. It is. Super right? dope. It really is. Hey, you can go ahead and read. I'm about to call our guest. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcasts, such as the John Kahn Report, hosted by ASPN, Washington Commanders, Insider John Kahn, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today, Insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure to subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. And also check us out on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options in news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. And don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. My man, you care you because I was trying to put one? I was trying to put a bet in. <laughs> Did you want um, this one? You want this I'll do this. All right. <laughs> also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, Sports Bloggers, Sports Podcasters, and Sports Debate. What you betting on? You Don't even worry. I'll right. tell you after the bet is placed. <laughs> Superstitious. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. Let's get into our... I'm sorry. I'm about to say it like you ain't here. Sorry, bro. Will T. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Geeking. All right. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Josh Harris group officially buying the Commanders and training camp with... Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Washington Commanders reporter, Donna Hopkins. And finally, we'll preview Saturday's big fight between Bud Crawford and Earl Spitz. Al Jones from the world-renowned radio show In the Ring with Al Jones will join us to talk about the fight. Uh, But right now, we have Tony McGee Pro Football Plus Washington Commanders reporter, Donna Hopkins on the line. What's going on, Donna? What's happening, fellas? What's (laughs) happening? How you been, Donna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I was telling everybody today out at training camp, it was smoking hot. And it's supposed <laughs> to be smoking hot uh, <laughs> for the rest of the week. But let me just say the the attitudes, the the change in the team, it's it's smoking hot also. Uh, and you know, I stood out there and I was like, is this my 30 something plus training camp? Mm. I, I've been through all the names. Mm. Oh, so you've been to Carlisle. You was back when Fox Carlisle. Five was out. Was Fox Five was out there. <laughs> yeah, I love Carlisle. I mean, mm. that was when they were hitting real football practices. And I love the Frostburg. The, mm. You know, went back to Richmond, went back to Carlisle a couple of times. And then, you know, out here at the uh, facility for the commanders. Uh, and I like it being close because... You don't have to go far, but I did like Carlisle because I would stop at all the fruit stands. So <laughs> that's that. That is dope. That's when fruit wasn't GMO and stuff. Man, Donna reminiscing on the show. That's what's up. We yeah, always enjoy having you. I had to go back away. Let me come back. Let me come back to the presence now. It's all good. We appreciate the perspective. And now, like you said, there's there's more change. Everybody is excited about it. When I say everybody, I mean everybody. Um, the Josh Harris Group, they officially bought the Commanders. My bad, Will. Uh, Donna, you're there. Uh, you at the pep rally. Um, Magic Johnson was in, the, in attendance as well. Uh, of course, you got to share just what the vibe was like and what your perspective was. My bad. Yeah, you know what? They were saying all the right things. And I think that, you know, the, the new regime and everything wants to bring about necessary change. You, you, you talk about the guys that have taken over. They are winners. We talked about that earlier in the past before the heat was put on the paper is that Magic knows what it is to win. Josh Harris knows what it is to win. But 
But even more so, they know what, what it is or what it takes to win with the fans because right off the bat, you know, they, they call one of the radio shows and they give everybody a free glass of beer. I mean, they didn't have to do that. The old regime never would have done that. And then during the pep rally, came out to be with the fans, you know, to be right there with them. Uh, and and it, everything that they said is key things in moving this team forward. So I know everybody is excited because it's something new. But you know what? It all comes down to W still. All right, Donna, you mentioned something interesting to me. You said moving forward. Let me ask you this about this organization moving forward. They just brought in Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator. We know that Ron Rivera has been here, what, I think this is year four for him? Yeah. Year four. Do you think that Ron Rivera will have a long leash if he does not win with this new ownership group coming in? They are looking for wins right off the bat because this team has not won in, like, forever. It's been a long stretch since we heard about this team going to Super Bowls, playoffs, playoff championships, and all of those things. Um, but I think that this this or, this new uh, ownership, they are going to, to hold everybody really accountable, and, and they're not going to take a long time in, in, in letting that happen. Because the thing about when you look at the, the regime, the only person that is new in, the, in this coaching staff, for the most part, that, that is an offensive coordinator or any coordinator is Eric Bieniemy. Other than that, Jack Dorio and, and Ron Rivera, they've been here. So they've had time enough. And everybody's crying about, you know, the fact of, you know, he hasn't had a quarterback in place. And maybe that's some of the reason. Well, he's brought in some of the people that, you know, the Scott Turners and all of that, that stifles some of these quarterbacks or the offense in general. But but you can't look at him and say just because he didn't have a quarterback as far as, uh, you know, this team uh, moving in the right direction. I think it's a, a short, short lease that, that they've got on Ron Rivera, and they're going to expect, you know, uh, big things from him this year. Because this this new ownership wants this team to move forward in the right direction. And and they may pull the plug after this year on Ron Rivera. Because I think that they've got a lot of key things in place. Now the quarterback situation, still a big question mark. This has been a big question mark like for uh, as long as I, I can remember. I mean, for at least 15 or so years, they haven't gotten the right person in here quarterback-wise. Mm-hmm. Now, can Sam be that guy? We don't know yet. Um, but they're hoping that, that he does pan out, you know, in the early part of just what he's saying and the work that he's put in to be better. You know, we can only wait and see because, you, you know, training camp is training camp. You're not going to be able to tell anything until they put the pads on and go out there and play against the opponent. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I think it's just like everybody is on the bubble this year. Donna. As far as. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, maybe not Eric B. Enemy, but I think that Ron Rivera, he's got to, uh, they've got to see something great out of him this year for him to come back next year. I was just going to ask you, so how long do you think the honeymoon period lasts? Like, everybody right now is got the googly eyes, but as we saw with the basketball team here in town, 
a lot of change. People were excited, but then a bunch of second round picks come back and Jordan Poole and some fans were like, okay, what are we doing now? So how long <laughs> I, do you I, think I, how I, long I, do you I, think this, this honeymoon period lasts where everybody's like, Oh, we got magic, we got new stands uh, and all this other stuff? What happened? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey guys, you know what? That's that it'll be a short marriage. Marriage. It'll be a short marriage. Uh, you know how people get married now and it don't last no time. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get married, you know, you know, our parents was that longevity. It, it was like they were married for 20, 30, and 40 and years and all that. And now, you know what? These people are trying to get divorced. <laughs> they said, this ain't working out. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> it could be they could be in divorce court real quick. Mm. Wow. I, I think you yeah, called Wally off guard. I, I think that this 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 ownership is, has invested so much money. I mean, six billion dollars is just not one dollar. I mean, they 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 put money into this organization, and they still are. I mean, the I mean the training camp this year is spectacular as far as. The, ble- the stands, I call them bleachers. I, I, I said, okay, you, you're, you're letting people know where you're from, West Virginia. But I, I call, we grew up bleachers, but they're stands. So let me get it political right. The stands and the whole layout is, is really nice. I mean, this should have been done a long time ago. Mm. So the experience of the fans is going to be great. They better get there early because they're expecting a big crowd on the, the Saturday. But, I mean, you know, when you put that kind of money into an organization – you want results, uh, and and they and I know the ownership realizes that it's not going to happen overnight. The fans should realize that it's not going to happen overnight because it's some pieces that still need to be put in place. And I know Ron Rivera basically constantly says all the time that we are so close, we are so close, but not close enough in my book. Because the thing about it is, when when you're close, it shows with wins and losses and that's what people want to see that's what the new ownership wants to see so i think that they're going to be patient to a certain degree but you're going to have to show them positive results every week on that field i mean you may lose but it may not be like you got destroyed in the process but you can see improvement in each game but it still comes down to wins Donna, let me ask you this. You you spoke of ownership. Before we get too excited about the present and the future, let's talk about the past ownership. That's Daniel Snyder. You some you are someone who's um covered this team um closely during his what, twenty four years as the owner of No, it's been like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> during during some people would say his reign of terror as the owner. What do you think his legacy would be as a um the owner of the Washington Commanders? Well, I mean, when you when you go out the way he did, that's pe- that's what people are going to remember. They're going to remember that this team under his regime never did really get off the the map. Um, it, it was never going into in the right direction. Um, so, so he's going to be known for for that part is that he never was able to move this team in the right direction. And then on the personal side of it, it's even more devastated because he's going to be known as a person who was not uh, the morals and values or that he was not a person that respected women and, and not only that staff in general. Um, so, so, you know, he robbed from, from the NFL. 
and all those negative things that he's being accused of that he's having to pay millions of dollars for that's what you you realize that people you can do a, a, a thousand things right but people want to remember those last lasting things that they were that, that, that they were negative and i think that's what the people are going to basically remember is this was an owner that never did do it right all right so donna you mentioned the heat and this is kind of a day for reminiscing for us. We didn't have no air conditioning when we first started the show. So we can, we can relate to what you've been through. Um, but I'm referring, to, I'm referring to training camp. You were out there, um, and you have been out there. What have you seen so far? What stood out to you? Well, it's only day one, so it's hard. Oh. You know, I, the only thing that I can say that I saw in day one is the excitement, uh, the new uh, – attitude of the players it's almost like the players you can tell that they feel like there's hope now in in this team really moving in the right direction uh they they feel that the pieces are there but it's just that you could feel that it's not a heaviness on them as in past years uh, but right now and it's early like i said it's day one but the energy out there the the attitudes the outlook on this team uh the weight has been lifted per se. Uh, that's what I'm seeing in, in day one. Uh, the football end, let me just say this, that defense was killing today because they had four interceptions, not Sam. Sam didn't throw them, but it was the <laughs> other quarterbacks. But still, I mean, the, the, the defense, to me, shined in the first day and everything. Um, but like I said, that, you know, they're still, you know, filling it out. So I can't really project that much in day one but i just like the fact uh i like uh, what i heard from the players and and the outlook on this team of uh, and then like i said uh uh charles leno he's got a big uh a camera in his hand coming down you know uh, taking pictures like he's the photographer so it's almost like the <laughs> lightness of, of practice i mean i was dying laughing at him because he was like oh terry 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 uh let me get a picture of him look over this way so it was like a good atmosphere, but I think that, you know, we talked about uh, Eric B. Enemy and what he brings to this team or whatever. It's no, non, no nonsense is what he brings to this team, and he wants you to get it right. He's coaching those guys, and what Coach Rivera said, I think, in, in yesterday's practice, not today when the media was just out there viewing the the new uh, field and everything and stands is that he said that this year, because he doesn't have the other weight of having to, 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 to deal with the other things off the field and all of that outside of football, that he will be able to really concentrate more on being involved more with the defense. Even though Jack Dorio is the defensive coordinator, he's going to be more involved with the linebackers on that defensive side. And then he's going to be involved a little bit on the offensive side, he said, in helping to, uh, you know, be a mentor to coach the enemy, uh, you know, as he, you know, gets used to this role and, and, you know, mentoring him for a head coaching job. So he's going to be more hands-on this year, uh, being that he hasn't been able to because of all the drama uh, you know, in the past year. So I think you're going to see him in a different light this year also. All right. So, Donna, like for you, Donna, going into this camp, like what is the, for you, for you, what is your main storyline? 
Uh, I think the, the main one is like probably everybody is. Let me see what the quarterback situation is going to pan out to be because I think when I look at the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think that they're solid. I think they've got a young secondary, but but a really talented secondary. So I think that they, they're going to be really strong there. You know, hopefully no injuries uh, to, um, you know, those guys on that side of the ball. I think the safety position, like I said, is – is solid, but I, I like the secondary because they, 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 they are a fun bunch of guys and everything to just be around. Uh, the linebacker position, I think that you have to wait and see to see what what becomes of that, that area because I think that was an area that they needed to address that needs to be stronger. And Jamin Davis, I think, you know, he's coming off a little injury uh you know, to see what he's going to be like and some of the other linebackers. And then, you know, everybody is looking at the defensive line, solid all the way across. But I guess everybody is still saying, what will Chase Young be? What kind of player will he be this year? Will we be, see him again, the explosive uh, the player that we ex- was seeing in year number one? Uh, you know, how will he come back 100% from now the full year, you know, uh, outside of that injury. So I think he's on everybody's radar. Not so much mine's because uh, I think he's going to be okay uh, on, on that side. But but we'll we'll see. But I think on the offensive side of the ball, they've got all kind of weapons. Uh, Antonio Gibson was talking about today that he's the third back and everything because they're loaded right there. I mean, that, that is an area that's going to be strong, the tight end position. You know, everybody is talking about the tight end position. I think that they're solid there. I mean, when it comes down, the receivers, uh, the two areas that concerns me still is how would the offensive line be, which has been a problem all season. I mean, you know, in the last um, probably 10 seasons and everything, and hopefully they're solid there, but I still have concern there. And then the quarterback position, that's what I'm really looking at because that's going to make everything else go. It doesn't matter about all the other pieces that you got on offense. Is how the quarterback position under Eric B. Enemy, I think that offense is going to be explosive because of the, the weapons they've got and just his knowledge and his experience of, you know, what he did in Kansas City because he still he has some of the, the pieces Maybe not a, a, a Kelsey, uh, but but I mean he has a good enough tight ends that they can still get the job done. But it comes down to again the quarterback position and, and Sam rise above you know everything to to really be that quarterback that they're looking for. And the fact that they named him as a starter takes some of the weight off him to a certain degree. So and also and Donna, what would you say? I know you you're talking about the quarterback position being something that you're really paying attention to in terms of camp battles like which what is the battle that you have your eye more on is it the quarterback uh quarterback room or is it another position um it could be the quarterback position uh jacoby said uh it could be he could rise above he could be uh that person that you know get out because we know how it happens is that somebody goes in that's the starter that's not the sure guy yet but somebody else may be able to beat him out so i think you've got to look right there at those two guys because it could i mean sam 
doesn't work out and whatever, Jacoby could be that guy because Jacoby has experience, although he threw an interception today, but I didn't call that out. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, but really, when you look at him, he's solid. He played, uh, you know, uh, last year and he did well. Um, um, so that that position, I think, is one to look at. Even the running back position, even though we, we see Brian Robinson and and uh, maybe Chris Rodriguez, the the rookie, and then Antonio Gibson, and all those, they they bring a, a different flavor. Each one of them, Rock Cartwright, and all of those guys, they they bring they, uh, uh, they're all different in their own strengths. So they, and that's what makes them so unique as far as that running back position. But the wide receiver position is another one that's going to be battle uh, a battle because beyond your your Terry McLaurin's and Dotsons and and uh, even Curtis Sam Samuel uh, and those guys. It's some battles after that. I mean that you know the the wide receiver position and even in the secondary the the cornerback position with some of those younger guys. Um, and then you know they talked about the the kicking game, uh, the the return guys because Antonio Gibson does he return again this year because he did a pretty good job last year. Well, Dotson you know, be back there a little bit. Probably I wouldn't put him back there because he's too valuable as a wide receiver. But that position as far as the return, uh, uh, um, the kickoff and the return guys, that's going to be, a, uh, I think, a position to watch also because they're still trying to feel their way there. And then, you know, the kicker, you know, Washington has had a problem with the, the kicking game and all that, yeah. not Tressway. Tressway has been solid, but the other way, <laughs> maybe not. And Ron Rivera was talking about bringing some different people in there. So they haven't solidified that position either. Blew it. Blew it. Blew it. Blew it. No, they just signed the kid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Badgley. Uh, they signed Badgley. Yeah. So, so he's going to be competing with, uh, what's the old strong boy kicker? What's his name? The, the kicker from uh, last year. The strong dude. Uh, 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 are you trying to bring uh, Dustin Hopkins back? I nah. mean, I would be okay with that. Nah, I'm Hopkins, with Hopkins. What did that do for last, last year? I can't even think of his I forgot his name. The kicker last year. Yeah, but but I think um, I'm looking at the roster now and everything. Um, <laughs> Joey Slott? Joey Slott. Thank you. Yeah, Joey Slott. Yeah, Joey. Joey. Thank you, Ray. Nah, yeah, Joey, yeah, Joey is in there, but I don't know if they're 100% sold on Joey. So, I ain't either. I, I ain't either. Like, so. <laughs> like, and that's the reason why uh, Ron Rivera was talking about, you know, possibly bringing some guys in for competition because competition only pushes you to be better. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, so but, that, but you oh, know what? Ask me in about a week, and I can give you a more uh, in-depth uh, look at really who's standing out because, like I said, the first week I just kind of like assess where – it's just like everybody is getting into the groove. The mm -hmm. second week is when I really be making my notes as far as this person has stood out. This guy is struggling. Or, you know, I can assess things a little bit better because, you know, the 15th and the 16th, they're going to have an inner squad uh, practice with right. Baltimore Ravens. So that's when you're going to be able to tell uh, a uh, lot more. You know, the last time they had an inner squad scrimmage against another team, it was Houston where they got into a fight mm -hmm. down in Richmond, and they <laughs> never and they never got a, that, were able to practice because they kept breaking out. They kept bringing them back, breaking out. But I think that this is where you kind of like it helps you uh, as a team 
to have a, a, a practice, a couple of practice with another team versus just yourself, because I think you'll be able to tell a lot about, you know, your team after going up against somebody else that you're not used to seeing every day. And Baltimore is a good measure for, for both the offense and the defensive side for Washington. Well, we, we'll wait and see, Donald. I'm going to hit you up. Baby. Donald, before we let you go, uh, tell our listeners how they can catch you on social media, social media and catch your content as well. And I told yeah, you plug in all can. your social media too. Don't do that. That's stuff you can They can catch me on Facebook, DJ Hop. As far as Instagram, DJ, well, uh, let me just DJ Hop 32 on Instagram. Let, let me, let me I got go you. Back. Let, me, D, yeah, let D, me go back I again. I got you. On, on, on Facebook, they can Donna J. Hopkins on Instagram, DJ Hop. Uh, 32, on, DJ Hop 32, add the 32. DJ Hop 32, mm, yeah. that's 32. Yeah, huh? exactly. That but, yeah, DJ Hop 32 on Instagram, <laughs> uh, Twitter, uh, Donna J. Hopkins, and then make sure they can go to our podcast uh, and then uh, on YouTube and everything. I post different things for training camp in the minute. If they put in in the minute on, on YouTube, they can punch that up or Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus on uh youtube so i kind of like post all the contents and everything from practices but you know if they hit all of those things they'll be able to to get what's going on uh the latest happening at 2023 washington commanders training camp i try to bring a little flavor uh you know as far as really digging into those Mm one-on-one interviews with the players to really you know find out who they are not on the football field but outside of football also so i enjoy uh you know getting to know the players uh myself so yeah yeah well donna thank you appreciate you and and, uh again we're gonna work on you plugging your social media we're gonna work on that i told you like you guys hey you know what i'm sorry but i'm I'm working on (laughs) i'm I'm working on more the the the, uh uh you know tweet yeah Yeah, twitter Twitter. i'm i'm I'm, I'm putting more content out there because a lot of people go there versus anywhere else so i'm trying to I'm trying to be better, Wally. You, yeah, please. You, you're pushing me. I'm, I'm try, keep, keep trying. I'm telling you. I'm yeah, telling you. I'm trying to, but uh, I, I'm definitely am. X. Right, so. Call it X. Call it X, right? It's X now. <laughs> X. X. <laughs> all, right, well, all right, Donna. Appreciate you as always. All right, guys. All right, see you later. See you. Have a good night, Have Donna. Have a good night, Donna. All right, again, that's Donna Hopkins from, the, from uh, Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus. Uh, she's the Washington Commanders uh, reporter. And then on Twitter, I'm going to help her out. Just at yeah, that, that, was funny. that was funny. She yeah. was hilarious, man. We're talking about the marriage thing. The marriage thing got me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was, I was, it's a great analogy. It was, though. It's the world it was, we live in. It is, it, is. it is, man. All right, man. You know, the world we live in has one of the best fights ever in life man, right now. It's the one of the best fights. I'm just so excited for this fight, man. It's, 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 the, it's the big fight week. But Bud and Spence going down this Saturday. Um, Al Jones from In the Ring with Al Jones will join us to talk about this fight after the break. Listen to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. Yeah, Deuces on Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Dot com. Shannon Crowder is kind of telling, though, isn't he? And he's he, he kind of snitching. He's I hate the word. He is, he is telling, but McClain came out today and said, you know, hey, yeah, I spit on the man accidentally. You know, That's I was, the same I know. Said yeah, I, I was speaking, you know, whatever I said, uh, spit came I mean, out. He, 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 he didn't pull a Romanowski, did he? But you see his neck jerk. Yeah, his, his neck jerk. His neck oh, jerk. He did spit on the man. And then if you did, you should just say something. Go ahead, my bad. He's on Twitter. He's everywhere saying, I didn't do it. Then all of a sudden, it's like, I didn't do it on purpose. Come on, man. McLean looks like James Tony to me. He just looked like <laughs> outside of cameras, man. He like he could be a real mean dude. So 
Ray Rice is on what, Twitter. He wouldn't even talk about it. I'm sorry, I mean, because from what I hear, this is not his first incident that he's done that. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard he's a this, dirty player. What's wrong with spitting on somebody? Aren't they playing football? Like Ch- Ch- Channing Crowder said, man, you get killed in the hood for that. You will get killed. You know, Channing Crowder has developed a reputation right now talking a lot of trash to oppose the team. You saw what he did against the Jets. Same thing what he did against the Patriots. I mean, he's like Mark Scott. Mark Scott. Yeah. It's not an excuse to spit on yeah, somebody. you don't spit on the man. You it's don't spit on, on another man. You heard Tom Jackson, who wouldn't even stand up to rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Hall, I would be on a plane back to his hometown. We'll be, we, we'll meet. Come on, man. <laughs> I know. I, I laugh Come on, man. I, Tom Jackson. Come on, man. You think Chris Bird would have let him give him some time off to go up there? <laughs> Robin, Stanton, Stanton. But uh, another game we had Kansas City, Oakland, man. Game all of us picked the black hole, man. That was, I mean, it, it, you guys watch the game? It was a pretty good game. It was the game of the week. Yeah. I mean, right now, both of them are playing pretty good. Oakland's, what, 5 and 4 right now, playing playing great. I mean, the Chiefs are struggling a little bit, but they're still winning. I mean, is this the same robbery of like maybe a few years ago when they were actually uh, maybe, maybe for this game and maybe for the rest of the season. But beyond that, it's Oakland and Kansas City. Well, see, it's it's still a robbery out in the West, and Kansas City, Oakland, it still means something. But nationally, it hasn't mean anything in a while since probably, probably Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe Montana, if that. Marcus Allen, probably that no, angle right Raiders there. Raiders weren't even good when Montana and um, Marcus Allen were playing. Marty Schottenheimer yeah, I mean, versus John Gruden. Maybe. I mean, their robberies are pretty Raiders much built off the 60s and 70s. Yeah. They really haven't had a oh, major robbery. My bad. Uh, what was the brass's coach name? Callahan. 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 Yeah. He was the coach back then. Well, uh, that's crazy. Anyway, you're, li- <laughs> you're listening to the Urban Sports Series with Will T, Ray Jeezy, and myself, Ole, and we are part of Amp Pyre Media. That's AmpPyreMedia.com. Oh, never mind. You take too long. I'll do it. Right now, we have Al Jones from the world-renowned radio show in the ring with Al Jones. What's up, Al? What's up, fellas? I love you, Hey, <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Fight oh, week, man. My goodness, man. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Thursday night, Friday night. Hey, I just don't know what to say or do, man. This We have been waiting for this for three years now. Uh-huh. I have predicted it was going to happen. Y'all know it. Y'all just facts. You didn't say it. You were a believer. When the world doubted it. <laughs> When the world and you know, we got to go back, pull the tape. We're going to have to go back and check the tape now. Y'all know I was only one of few people that was saying that this was going to happen. This is true. You did. Let so, me let's see your flowers. Nostradamus if you want to. <laughs> yeah, we got to give you your flowers yeah, for that. Hey, 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 but Al, real quick, according to some people, I'm, again, I'm going to say some people, you know, some cool people too. This is a fight. That will explain and decide who is the pound for pound number two. Because Anoy, Anoy, whatever, he's according to many people now he's number one pound for pound. What you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's just listen. <laughs> oh, totally oh, okay. Anoy has been on my top oh, pound for pound go. list going on five years now. Okay. He has been a beast and will remain a beast. Mm. Pound for pound, Anoy. Is one of the best fighters. Is the best fighter in boxing. Dang. Is the best fighter. I don't know. <laughs> and listen, 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 fellas. Uh, I'm a, I'm a good, a great. I love Stephen Coolboy for. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Coolboy. I saw when he got his first belt. Uh, when I, when I first met him, when he was on the undercard for Jared Hurd 
and J. Rock Williams mm. in D.C., in Virginia, a few years back. Mm-hmm. And I've been impressed with, with the with the youngin' ever since. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't know why, and I, I guess I either, and I know, as far as much as I know about Al Heyman, I know Al did not send the champ to Japan to fight for your belt. Why would you go all the way into enemy territory to fight to fight Inoua and you the champ? You're a unified champion. Who would why would you why would you even go for that? I mean, it wasn't one person. I sat there and watched. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning because I didn't want to miss it. And it wasn't one fan in Japan to, that was rooting for Stephen Coolboy Fulton except for those that was in his corner. Why would you set yourself up for that? He was trying to establish that Rocky theme. You know, going going abroad. <laughs> he went for the money, though, honestly. Money. I know he was going over to get the bag. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to go get that money. But if you fighting pound for pound, one of, one of the best pound for pound fighters in boxing to this day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Has been for over three to a, a good five years now. You know. Why would you go all the way over it? And you're the you're unified champion. He's just coming into your division. This is his first fight in your division, and you're going to go all the way over to Japan, fellas. I I don't get that. That part I don't get. I'm not putting mines on the line. <laughs> Only thing now, bad business move, bad management move. Only thing I pray and and hopefully Al Heyman put a rematch clause. In his in this contract, no, it, wa- it wasn't one, unfortunately. But uh, many many people are saying that's a good thing because he didn't have a chance, regardless. Um, so there's no, there is no rematch clause. Uh, but he needs one because uh, there's no yeah. way you're gonna you're gonna beat me like that and, and take my belt <laughs> for me and and just think I'm just gonna roll over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he gonna roll over I, some I, money. Still advised, right there. <laughs> he he gonna he gonna do some things to to get himself right though. Sometimes you need that in your career. To be able to bounce back, but not everybody does bounce back, you know, like Julian Williams. But um, as big as a fight as that was, um, we got this fight that you're so excited about. And what Ooh. we want to know from you is: Is this the biggest fight of our generation? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we haven't seen I think so. a fight to this of, of this magnitude, and it since Hearns and Leonard, really. What I mean, about- you can go back a little further. You can say. You can go back to Holyfield and Tyson, and so at, at, at most, at least, you know, 30 years. But this one here of our, if, if, of this era, of their era, you know, we're, we're a little bit more mature, but this is the biggest fight of this particular era. So you don't think the Manny Pacquiao-Floyd Mayweather fight was one of the bigger fights? Well, Floyd is in a different era. Okay, okay, I get you. See, the only reason I, I would group them in the air and I still would choose this fight is because you got these two fighters in their primes. Like, you're getting right. them in their prime. That's why, to me, this is why it's the biggest fight, even, <clears throat> I would say, even in the early 2000s to now, because you're getting two of the, the, the absolute best in their primes fighting each other. We haven't really said we've gotten that. You know what I mean? We right. hear stories about Hagner, Hagner, Hagner Leonard or... Um, Hit, the Hitman versus Leonard or Hitman versus Hagler. We've heard right. stories of that. 
But in terms of our era, like even Tyson Holyfield, we didn't see Tyson and Holyfield fight in their primes, right? We're seeing right. these two fighters fight in their prime. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the cash, the, the cachet, yes, it ain't going to be like Pacquiao and Mayweather because of the name. But in terms of a boxing fan, two of the best fighters fighting each other in their prime, we haven't seen it. Right. No, we haven't. And, mm-hmm. and like I say, you know, Pacquiao, and another thing, too, I mean, it, it can't touch Floyd and Pacquiao. That's why I left them in a different era. Yeah. Quick question, okay. Al. Because I wanna, these oh, wait, are I'm how Floyd and Pacquiao were household names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. These guys, you Art, know, <clears throat> you know, Bud is so melancholy. He feels so melancholy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Spence is trying. I, 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 Spence has won the press conference already to me. Mm. Spence, Spence has won on all access to me. Mm. You know, going into the fight. Spence is trying to bring something up out of Bud. Mm. With, with, you know, I'm going to bust him up. I'm going to break his head. Smoking be brains on the table. And Spence is just so laid. And, 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 and Crawford is just so laid back and melancholy. You know, he's just like, well, uh, you know. he At one point, if a dude, and, and y'all know this, fellas. If a dude keeps telling you, I'ma bust you up. I'ma break your. I'ma break your jaw. I'ma. I'ma have your brains all out on the street. At some point, I don't know. I know Crawford is is who he is, but me, you're not gonna just sit up there and keep talking all that junk about me and don't think I'ma fire back at you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Al. Um, we know that uh, Bud isn't the most out front, the most, the, the biggest shit talker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But do you think that that responsibility to really amplify the fight and amplify these two guys, whatever through whatever marketing means, is more on the promoter opposed to the fighters? Or you think? And I do understand that the fighters do have a role in promoting the fight. But do you think that it's just simply that the promoters need to find different ways and platforms and avenues to promote these fights, opposed to just taking Showtime's money and doing an all access? No, you, you, I mean, you have to promote yourself first and foremost. This is, this is what self, I mean, why have we seen somebody who has never fought in the world ever in sellout arenas? And that's Jake Paul. Mm. Because Jake Paul knows how to promote himself and sell out fights. Mm. And he does. I mean, I have never seen nobody 3 and 0 in on Showtime. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unless yeah. it's the next generation. Mm-hmm. This yeah. dude is selling out. Jake Paul is selling out arenas, yo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that sucks. I mean, where <laughs> do you get that at? Yeah, I know. What's, what's crazy is Jake Paul's still doing that, too, just by the way, because recently his team said Jake Paul has never been beaten. He has a loss, but he's never been beaten, which is hilarious. That is so freaking funny. That is so funny to me. But you you remember when Bob Aaron was frustrated with Terrence Crawford, and that's where their relationship really went sour because Bob came out and said, trying to get this dude to promote is like pulling teeth, and he wants to be considered Floyd Mayweather. But Floyd, this is what he did. He brought people right. out of their houses. He, he got people to pay for pay-per-views because he was that entertaining or he annoyed you that bad. He did that to Ricky Hatton. 
and and he wore he wore like a sombrero one fight. What fight was that? Uh, will you remember? I don't remember, but yeah, he, he yeah, did stuff he like that. Some, yeah, he did yeah. that intentionally to sell fights, and it worked out perfectly from a business standpoint. Crawford isn't that guy. We know that. Um, but let me ask you this. Hypothetically, let's say Spence wins and Canelo beats Jermel. Texas Stadium, Canelo, Spence, would that be bigger than this fight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> no question Just one to ask. I mean, absolutely. I mean, this fight here isn't, like I said, they're not household names. Bud is not a household name, you know. So I, I'm really not expecting it to do the numbers like Pacquiao and Mayweather did. Nah. No, I agree. I agree. So I don't see no 1.2 million pay-per-view buys with this fight. That was Tank and Garcia, though, according to what right. we're trying to. Yeah. Now, Tank and Garcia, because. They market I mean, each other. They market, they market each other. They market well. And Ryan knows how to sell a he fight. He does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he does. Ryan, really, Ryan was the one that, Ryan has a country behind him. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has uh, he has Mexico behind him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where Tank doesn't. Tank got Baltimore and, and, and a few of <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tank got Atlanta too, man. Come on, man. I mean, he got Atlanta. He got New York. Yeah. He said he got yeah, Baltimore. He got the chicken boxes and stuff. <laughs> Ryan Garcia got Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, that, that's something that came up Twitter to Ross. Great point. The, the amount of, of uh, supporters that Ryan has. Yeah, I Ryan believe he has. Uh, oh, he got some crazy. He got some crazy. I mean, that, that's a great point. That's a great point. This is why some were asking Terrence to fight Bud. I mean, yeah, Bud to fight Arrow in Texas because they knew it would be a bigger fight. And he didn't, think, he didn't think he can get a fair shake. He said, absolutely not. I'm not going to Texas to fight him. It's not fair. Yeah, that, um, yeah. But, that's just like Fulton going to Japan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if it's that bad. but um, <laughs> So uh, let, let's talk about the ins and outs, I guess, now. What does each guy have to do to win this fight? Let's start with, let's start with Bud. Well, Bud, we all know, and, and, and the fight is going to be great, I mean, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. In order for Bud, Bud is going to have to pick up his pace. He doesn't want to go in four rounds down, three or four rounds down. We all know Bud is a slow starter. Mm -hmm. So Bud doesn't want to be three or four rounds down trying to figure out and and, and come up with with a strategy for a fighter like Errol Spence. So if I'm Bud, I'm, I'm coming out. Uh, you know, by round one, we can fill each other out. But come round two, we fight. Mm. We going at it. He's going to have to become more aggressive in this particular match. Uh, maintain his lateral movement as well. Uh, control and try to dictate and control the pace of the fight in order for Bud to be successful. If he, if Bud is just trying to counterpunch all night, which Spence is expecting him to do. He's going. It's going to be a long night for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm, in order for Bud to really win, I need Bud to try to control and dictate the pace of this fight, maintain his skill, maintain his skill set, uh-huh. step his skill set up, and 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 you know and 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 also utilize what you've always done. You're a counter puncher. That's what's been working for you. You know, it's, it's muscle memory. Uh-huh. So your muscles, you're always known as a counterpuncher. That's what you're going to do. 
But the main thing that I need to see from Bud is picking up and controlling the pace, picking up his own pace to try to control the pace of this fight. How fast do you think? Stick behind, stick behind his counter, you know, stick, create more of his jab. I really wouldn't go, you know, switching up as much okay. as he does. You're, you're fighting a true softball now. Mm. So that's to your disadvantage, you know, okay. uh, going at it with Spence trying to switch up from side to side, left, right, you know, amp- ambidextrous, being <laughs> ambidextrous and stuff. That's going, that would hurt him. So pick which which way you're going to go and stick to that also. All right, you, you mentioned some of the things that Bud has to do to um, win this fight. Let me ask you this. Um, Spence is the naturally bigger man. Um, we cool. haven't really seen anyone. Well, we've seen people fight on the inside with Bud, but it hasn't been to their advantage. With Spence being the naturally bigger man, how do you think that weighs on um, Bud as you go on to the late, the later rounds, almost the championship rounds of the fight? Well, you and I know somebody somebody bigger than you and they digging in on your body and hitting you with these body shots, that's not a good feeling. So you're going to have to pivot up out of that. You're going to have to control just the same way that he controlled Sean Porter. When Sean was trying to bum rush him and come in there, he's going to have to keep, but also, I mean, he's going to have to keep Spence up off of him and and use his pivot, his pivot well, and and be very defensive when when uh, Spence tries to come in there and and roll over on him and roll him over, because with with Spence it's going to be like the 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 snowball effect. If you keep letting him come on, the the snowball is going to get bigger and bigger as it rolls downhill. Mm. So if you continue to let Spence come in on you like that, you're going to be in trouble. So you got to keep Spence up off of him. You know, you got to create your lateral movement. You can't be on your heels. You're going to get in trouble if you're fighting on your heels with Spence. So you got to keep maintaining that lateral movement, man, mm-hmm. and, and, and keep your feet, you know. And, and Bud is always in impeccable shape, you know. He's going to have to keep his feet. His, his footwork is going is another attribute for him in this particular fight also. Al, I, can, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I, I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, how do you think this fight's going to play out? Well, it's just, I mean, it's tough, man. It, it, it is a tough fight. I mean, both. And, and we know styles make fights. You know, I, I hope because of that, you know, I and, and I know both men are warriors. I hope because I, I really hope that Bud can maintain and sustain someone, you know, a Mexican style type fighter like Spence is who's going to come in and deep game. Spence knows how to box as well. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Olympics. Yes. Mm-hmm. He knows how to box. He just hasn't had to. But that's what, that's another strength that he has. He, he, he knows how to box as well. So, you know, so Spence is going to, Spence is very versatile. He's going to make his adjustments. He's gonna see what's working. He gonna he's gonna press the button and make this fight. You know what I'm saying? Spence is gonna be the aggressive. He has that passive aggressive attitude. So he's gonna be very aggressive in this fight. 
and he's going to pick, okay, well, I need to box more aggressively. I need to come in my Mexican style, you know, storm in more, you know, and get aggressive with that also. So I really think, and, and, and the hunger, the hunger is really what is, is to Spence's advantage. Spence is far more, he's, you know, it, it, to me, Bud is just too laid back. And with the hunger, I mean, Spence has been on a, he, he, went, to, he went to the U.K., took Kale Brooks, Kale Brooks' belt. He fought Sean Porter, looked for Sean Porter, took his stuff. He went to Ugas, took his belt. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, that's just hunger right there. So now, in order for his accomplishment, he's the one that made, we know Spence is the one that made this fight happen. Mm. He's the one, you know, looking for that girl to dance with on prom. You know what I'm saying? Somebody <laughs> to dance with. <laughs> so he's been making this. He's been, he's been, this is, this is what he wanted to do. And he's been at this. So like I say, with that, all of that being in mind, I'm, you know, the outcome is going to be spent on a TKO round 11. Ooh, right okay. Now. Okay. Right, to right. answer your question. Okay. Yeah, we ain't going to argue with you. In round 11. We, 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 we trust in that, that you know what you're talking about just based off recent history, you know. It wouldn't be wise to go against you. But And, and we have a question about the rematch. Now, I believe that, of course, there is a rematch clause, and I think the timing of this fight is great because it allows for the second fight to happen this year. Um, and I believe it will because neither guy is going to want, want to have a one-up because, again, they think this is the fight that's going to determine who's the best. Um, right. But I, I want to go to a little more controversy because I love your energy. energy. So, of course, you know the judges have been announced. And, <laughs> and Cheatham has been, is one of the names that's, that's on there. And people are already saying he's going to cheat him. But they're saying, they're saying he's, going to cheat, they say he's going to cheat Bud, though. And we already know the controversy around some of the, the, the judges scoring in boxing lately has been terrible. You talk about terrible. the Haney the, the fight, which and we, we, we talked about that. That, that wasn't too bad. Together. With Cambosis. Yes, Cambosis. Again, great example. The Roley fight is probably the worst one that I saw oh this year. Um, yeah. It's been some wild scorecards. Um, what is your thoughts about just people focusing on the judges going into this big fight? Well, and I've been talking, I've been I've been talking to a few people honestly, and I'm 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 working on I got a few eyes in the fire. I'm I'm working on actually trying to come up with a, a union. Mm. But for boxers because they need someone you know they really need someone in their corner in situations like this where we can hold the judges accountable uh-huh. judges need to be accountable and when a fight when a fight so controversial happens like that I want to I want the opportunity to bring the judges into the office let's go over this tape let's 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 watch this fight again and defend your judgment how did you come up? Mm. How, how, I, I really want to hold them accountable and see how did you come up with this decision? Uh-huh. How did you how did you come up with this with these with these points being so lopsided like this? What did you see? And if they can't defend their 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 scorecard, then they're going to be removed and never be able to, to, to judge a fight again. And mm. and you know under this, I'm not happy. The sanctioning bodies are getting paid all this money. They're not doing their due diligence. 
and really doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and, and taking these judges and, and, and reviewing these fights. So I'm really looking at, and you know, coming up with some type of union to where the fighters, if they feel that they're getting cheated, they have someone that they can come to and that's going to uh, defend them and defend their judgment and make sure and, and hold these judges accountable. Yeah, that, would, that would be dope. Al, I know you got to get ready to, to take that flight to the fight, though. So we, don't, we ain't going to yeah. hold you that long, man. But, <laughs> hey, before, I let, before we let you go, tell our listeners how they can catch you on social media and catch your content as well. Absolutely. That's In the Ring with Al Jones on all social media platforms. My personal uh, social media where I'm, where I'm at predominantly most of the time is AJ In the Ring. You can always come in there, hit me in the DM. You got any questions, concerns? And, and you, you know, you can always find me there. And we're in the process. We, we, we have a larger platform right now. I've always been on 1490 WERE mm-hmm. out of Cleveland. So now I'm on a larger platform. We're, we're taking it to another, uh, to another stage. We're, we're transitioning now okay. mm-hmm. to uh, WFNZ.com. Uh, it's, it's also with Radio One as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just a larger platform. We're going to be, I mean, it's going to be big. Nice. So nice. huge nice. announcement coming soon within the next, within the next 90 days. Look forward to that. And we're going to roll that out. So, hey, big things are coming, fellas. So in the meantime, uh, in the ring with Al Jones, you can catch me on, on all social media platforms or AJ in the ring. That's where you can reach me directly. In in the meantime, uh, that's dope, man. Hey, send us shoot, shoot us a link a link when you uh, once that happens, man. Love to oh, absolutely. Listen to the show. No man. question. All right, man. No question. All right, man. Man, take it easy, my man. Okay, fellas, have a good one. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. Appreciate you, you Al. Appreciate you, Al. We know we appreciate you. Okay. All right, man. That's Al, man. Al Jones on on Twitter at, <laughs> at in the ring with Al jo- with Al Jones. I feel like I like said Mike Jones. Yeah, I want to say Al, Mike Jones, but yeah, Al Jones. I know the way I said the joint. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, man, dope, man. Time it's so show. much boxing that we could talk about, though. We need to just dedicate one show to boxing. I know that's definitely been your, like, that's been your thing for yeah, a while, man. man. We could do because like Dirk, Dirk James having Ryan and. Anthony Joshua in that stable now, I feel like he's going to continue to get more and oh, more man, fighters oh, man, because bigger, people want to go oh, where so. everybody's winning. Like, seriously. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, so. that's, that's, a, that's a whole discussion. <laughs> and, so, and then remember when we had Anthony I mean, Peterson on, yeah. he talked about needing a union. He talked yeah. about needing representation. He was saying all these organizations, NFL, National, NBA. Remember, he was going to Rand. He was like, boxing don't have that. He said, so look, look at my record. I've been doing my thing for all these years, but look where I'm at in my career uh-huh. because boxing just – it's so much politics involved. I mean, then, then you also have the lineal heavyweight champion fighting the exhibition mm-hmm. fight against someone from the UFC, a former UFC, yeah, who was in the UFC. Martial right? arts, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, there's plenty to talk about. I mean, that's, that. Uh, you know, the, you know we, we start, we're, we're starting to see a very dangerous pattern where people who are not boxers but are personalities who can draw are starting to get into the ring and they're starting to outdraw um, a lot of the professional fight, mm, professional yeah. boxers, right? So, um, and I just think, you know, we maybe we should take some time, just have some conversation, you know, about it. Then you also have, you know, second half of the year, you're going to have this this rematch, um, you know, you'll have this rematch. Then um, I believe Bob Arum has already said that Shakur Stevens is going to fight a major fight 
by the end of by the end of the it's year. Fighting. <laughs> he going he gonna fight Jermaine Ortiz. Watch <laughs> for real. Who else Who else is gonna fight him? I will not watch him fight Cambosis. We he already know the, we already know so, the outcome of that. So Haney he is the mandatory. He's no, Haney's Haney's moving up the one he's already said. So so Regis is gonna be his fight. It's yeah, so almost that's, that's that's almost on the zone. It's almost done. That's gonna be on the zone. I don't know if it happens. So he decided to move up. So he decided to move up. Yeah, but see if and I don't know how is he gonna sign a one fight deal with Eddie Hearn? That's the only thing I want to know. If he signs one a one fight deal, I'm cool. He'll get Shakur. But if he signs a multi-fight deal with, with, with Matchroom, <laughs> then it's a wrap. He's not ever going to fight Shakur unless Shakur runs and fight and, and catches him at 140. Well, no. I mean, Eddie, Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum have worked together before, right? I'm, yeah, I, they have. They they've have. worked together they So you think it's going to be a catch weight then? I don't know if it's uh-huh. a catch weight. Per se, but they have work. They do work. They can't. They have work. They, they have work, but I'm. But I. I, I just don't. Bob I don't even call it dead zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, bro. But you know, my bad. No, nah, it's all. And good. then Oscar been going at know, Eddie Hearn a lot lately too. Man, um, it's so much to talk about. That's what, this, this, this is what I'm saying. We need this. Look at this table. We're at. It's, it's a round. Oh, table. and then we don't. Then we don't. And then we also. Um, <laughs> The atrocity that's going to happen in what October, which is uh, Charlo versus uh, oh, Canelo. Canelo, yeah. I think he is too powerful for for Mel. I like I like Mel. I like so Mel, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till it gets closer. Nah, he's gonna get he's gonna get killed by. by I don't Canelo. know about. I ain't gonna that. say get killed, but he's gonna get hurt. I think I, I think you're really? you're he'll get hurt. I, I, I definitely I think you're going to see. I agree, he ain't Wally. A yeah, he ain't a sucker, but he gonna get hurt. I, I think you gonna <laughs> I think you gonna see Canelo attack his body in a way we haven't seen Charlo. You you probably hunter, you're probably right. I'm Canelo's not hunter, I'm not going to debate. I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm a, I'm a little biased because I like Mel, but I just want to say this. I've never seen Mel smile this much. You know how serious he usually is. He yeah. know he's getting paid. He's he not even tripping for real. I think I'm if just, he loses, it's not a, it's not really a I know, big it's deal. Not, it's not a big deal. Everyone expects him to lose because he really he's, he's going supposed to, to fight. Classes. He's supposed to fight the other Charlo. Right. That's the problem. Like right. yeah. that's what I don't like. And, I mean, Mel, and, and, I mean, and I'm you like, got Tim Zhu. I would have rather seen Mel fight. That's what that's what I want. I wanted to see. That's why I don't like about Canelo. I'm like, come on, bro. Like so, you know, I'm a Canelo dude. But Tim Zhu's probably going to fight. Charlo, like, why are you yeah. gonna do this? Like, you couldn't fight the other Charlo, really? That's no, I mean the other. I mean Jamal Charlo. Um, is, did I say Jamal that? is the is the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. Jamal yeah. Charlo. He he's having some issues with his back, and then uh, I believe some uh, mental he's health still going issues through the the, through the divorce and all. Yeah, yeah so um, he's not in the place mentally to to get in the but, ring. But but see, he Damn. came on. He came on social media twisted. I'm talking about he was done, done. Oh, he was, uh, oh for real. Maul was and was right. like, I still got the fight lined up. I'm, I'm good talking mental health. My brother getting it first. You know he was he was he was gone though, man. I don't know if he was smoking weed or what, but he was he's he was all, he was time. he was impaired in some form or fashion. And he basically said it's not the mental health. It's basically my brother is going to get this rare first, and then I'm going next. But I don't and, know how true it is. All I know is this man Canelo did the right thing. Signed with Hamer for three fights. Yeah, I know. Probably his three last That's fights. What I'm saying. And Benavidez should be the last. Yeah, he's one. on it. Benavidez is on it, so he he's going to get so, that fight. So all all love to Canelo. We got a lot of boxing to talk. Yeah, man. All right, time to end this show. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher. Well, Stitcher about to end, so I got to stop yeah. saying Stitcher. Spotify, iTunes, tune in, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search Urban Sports Scene. Also, follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Do not forget to subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amplifier Media, at, at, at AmplifierMedia.com. And this show can be found on the podcast DC app. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Anyway, this has been a dope show. Appreciate all our guests for being on. I appreciate folks who are listening. Always appreciate the homie Ron 
Um, you know, he was such a such a good friend to all of us. So rest in paradise, my man. Anyway, you've been listening to the urban sports scene for ages. Yiddy deuces, mega lead us out, homie.